It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Well, first off, Happy belated Halloween out there, especially to all you adults who don't like to adult, who still like to get dressed up on Halloween, like you're eight years old, like you need an excuse to cosplay and get drunk. Where are you on St. Patrick's Day? You're out at a bar wearing green and getting drunk. On Cinco de Mayo, you put on a sombrero, go to your local Mexican restaurant, torture all the poor Hispanics who work there, and get drunk. A lot of you, white girl drunk, and you know who you are. And if you think I'm exaggerating on the adults who love, 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 love to get dressed up for Halloween, Well, here, how's this from Boston.com? Here's how Boston dressed up as Boston this Halloween. The T, a sports hero, and a certain slide are all represented. No idea what any of that means. Well, most of it. I know what the T is. Although if someone dressed up like the T, which is... That's the local mass transit system around here. But if you dress up like the T, to make it realistic, you have to just lay on the floor in your living room and don't go anywhere. Like the T. Or you set yourself on fire. Just like the T. Nothing like a few burning subway cars to let you know just how crappy your transit system is. But getting back to the adult thing, this article on Boston.com, and I went through all the pictures, folks, and they had like one picture, just one, that had a kid in it. And even with that one, his millennial parents were dressed up as well. Of course they were. And truth be told, to me anyway, that picture of the kid with his parents, that looked like a a screenshot from a hostage video. Poor kid had this, somebody please help me look on his face. Probably didn't even want to get dressed up. But mommy and daddy made him so they could cosplay for a bit. Mommy probably yelled at him. How dare you be so selfish? It's all about me. And daddy was like, just do what she says. 
Daddy wants a blowjob tonight after Mommy gets white girl drunk. And speaking of Halloween, I saw this in the Wall Street Journal. Living in the middle of Halloween Central is not wicked fun. Residents of historic Salem, Massachusetts face weeks of snarled roads, jammed sidewalks, and modern-day witches cashing in. That article, every word of it is true. I think I mentioned this before, but I lived in Salem for a year. Exactly one year. That was probably five, six years ago now. And let me tell you something about Halloween in Salem. It brings out the weirdos like nothing else. It's ten times worse than a Star Trek convention. And those things are a parade of freaks in their homemade Klingon and Borg costumes. That's a freak show from hell. But Salem, that makes a Star Trek convention, makes Comic-Con out in San Diego, that geek fest, makes them look like the amateur hour. And it starts up. I would say mid to late September. Then it's Katie bar the door in endless parade of weirdos right up to the 31st, right up to Halloween. They get, at least according to this article, one million tourists during that time. And I totally believe it. It's a hot mess inside a dumpster fire atop a train wreck. It's mayhem for about a month, month and a half. You have to literally structure your whole life around that chaos. Getting in and out of town, especially around the weekends, especially the closer you get to the 31st, it's absolute hell. You just hunker down until they're all gone. But once November hits, if you ever want to see Salem in the fall, early winter, go in November, like around this time. Now, just about everything is closed on November 1st. After all the freaks leave, they all just take a day off, a well-deserved day off. But come November 2nd, when it's just the locals, just the townies, it's actually very nice. Quaint, neat little town. But you have to go through that hell, that freak show, every year. And as the locals do every year, I'm sure they had themselves a a grand gay old time suffering through all that. This next one, man, did I not get this one right? Or at least according to this, I may not have gotten it right. Well, here, and this is from Fox News. Blue City's Methadone Mile to be dismantled 
after progressive mayor makes order. Starting November 1st, tents will be removed and heavy police presence added to Boston's Methadone Mile. I may not be wrong yet on this. We'll have to see how this unfolds. But I've been saying several times now, in addition to token Mayor Michelle Wu, her being completely out of her depth, I also said that this would never come to pass. Because down there in Boston, they don't have the stomach to do what is necessary to make all this go away, to clean that mess up once and for all. And they still may not have the stomach for it. It's only been a day or two now. I haven't seen anything in the news about how it's going. And I still bet that they're going to buckle under at some point, especially down there in Boston. You get enough activist groups screaming, get the lawsuits flying, they'll stop it quickly enough, even if they're being forced to. I mean, the state's getting sued now. Here, how's this? And it's another one from Boston.com. Healy administration sued after announcing cap on emergency shelters. Lawyers for civil rights, grifters, say the changes will leave destitute women and children out in the street. That's right. The state's getting hauled into court, or got hauled into court, rather, over this whole, well, Massachusetts has a right to shelter law. All the good liberals down on Beacon Hill to virtue signal, they put in place this right to shelter law, which guarantees shelter for families with children and pregnant women. And if they can't pay for it, suckers like me and white boy Malcolm X will, and you're welcome. But we're getting the New York City treatment around here. They're running over the border, and they're coming up just like in New York City, wanting that free housing. Well, free to them anyway. And Maura Healy, that's our leftist lesbian governor, she came out, announced that the shelter system was filling up fast and that the state would be implementing a waitlist system. And so naturally, some leftist group bunch of grifters, in my opinion, a bunch of grifters, lawyers for civil rights, clowns that they are, they sued the state, how dare you deny these people their housing welfare, give them their free housing, although, and I just saw this yesterday, a superior court judge, and they did this on Wednesday, They denied these grifters' request to stop the state from putting in a wait list. Although I'm sure they'll appeal that one. Get some appellate judge around here. Make them tell the state, do it. I just don't know where the hell they're going to put them. It's not like 
We've got tons of housing around here. The average house in the state of Massachusetts, and this is according to Zillow, that's about $600,000. Boston is about $720,000. And for apartments, and this is according to apartments.com, the average apartment in Boston, get this folks, for a one-bedroom apartment, that's about $3,200. For a two-bedroom, just over $4,000. I guess we're supposed to just get something for Maria and Jose from Guatemala and their however many kids they have. Here you go, Maria and Jose. Here's a $4,000 a month apartment. Compliments of the taxpayers of the state of Massachusetts. And don't forget to sign up for the food stamps on the way out. This is another one. Stein's Law. If something cannot go on forever, it will stop. We don't have enough housing, affordable housing, for the people who already live in this state. And we're just supposed to feed, house, and clothe a lot of people who should not be here in the first place. And yes, folks, I am already eyeing the exit because this is going to get very expensive very quickly. And who's ever left, you have fun paying for all that. From the advocate, those girls over at the advocate, Elliot Page continues to speak his truth and help others. Oh, how stunning and brave. I'm not going to belabor the point on this one too much. Elliot Page, LARPing as a man. I don't care if she got her breast chopped off or not. She's still a woman. As triggering as that is to our new gender identity overlords, Elliot Ellen Page is still a woman. But you girls over at The Advocate, as hysterical as you are, as dumb as you are, the D-rate journalist that you are, this whole, as someone is speaking their truth, nonsense. Girls, I know we live in fantasy land these days where Elliot Page can pretend she's a man, where that blithering idiot, Dylan Mulvaney, can pretend he's a woman, not the effeminate queen that he is. All these needy heterosexual kids with personality disorders, where they can have their very own pretend gender, have their own super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, all the other crazy going on out there. But I'm sorry, girls. As much as all these spoiled brats out there want this to be true, as much as you want this to be true, you don't just get to have your own version of the truth. Truth isn't a, a subjective, whatever you want it to be, pretend reality. 
Now, I can come on to this podcast, and as everyone who's a regular listener knows, I am a middle-aged queen. I am 54 years old, and I'm as gay as they come. I can certainly come on to the podcast, and I can say, girls, here's my truth. I'm a 25-year-old, heterosexual, strapping stud of a man. That's my truth. But what's the reality? I'm still a middle-aged queen. No matter how much I pretend otherwise, no matter how much I speak my truth, that I'm a 25-year-old, heterosexual, strapping stud of a man, that doesn't make it so. This is just coddling, more coddling, of these hysterical, spoiled brats out there who hate themselves or hate their lives as they know it. So they they do all sorts of crazy nonsense, like declaring themselves transgender, declaring themselves non-binary, all this other madness. In my day, and I know I'm an old queen, But in my day, people just got a new haircut, went shopping for some new clothes in a different style than they're used to. They mixed it up a little without having to, well, either annoy the living hell out of everyone around them with their fantasy genders and pronouns, or without having to basically butcher themselves like Elliot Page here. And my only other thought here, since I did promise not to belabor the point, is that, and I don't mean to be rude here, kind of, sort of, mostly, but Elliot Page, at least according to this article, Elliot Page is 36 years old. Still young, but basically on the cusp of middle age. And let's be frank. Let's speak the truth. His career, it's basically over and done with. Not completely dead, but, you know, the success he had as Ellen Page, that's over and done with. Never to be seen again. And I don't care how many media hand jobs the vapid gay media give him, how much they try to prop him up. His career is basically dead in the water. And when he hits 40, 50, outside of, let's say, New York, LA, San Francisco, What's the marketability in a movie of a middle-aged transgender man? And he's like barely five feet tall. Probably weighs 80 pounds soaking wet. What male role could he fill when he looks like a tween boy just getting into puberty? None. Unless he's producing it himself. 
And what's the over-under? How much you want to bet, folks, that at some point, kind of like Demi Lovato with her reboots, her coming full circle, getting off the non-binary crazy train, going back to being a woman, what's the over-under that at some point, Elliot Page here, oops, that was a mistake. Guess I really was a lesbian after all. I guess only time will tell. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of our new gender identity overlords, how's this from the Sacramento Bee? Parents' rights, anti-trans groups, will march in Northern California against Governor Gavin Gayface Newsom. I'll tell you what, folks. When it comes to gender-affirming care, butchering children, pushing people to trans away that gay, some of these leftists predominantly talk about a first-world white people problem Predominantly, middle and upper class, hysterical white liberals. That's the hill they want to die on all day, every day. Your typical eight-year-old, they can't vote, they can't drive, can't get a license, they can't buy cigarettes, booze, lottery tickets can't enter into a legal contract for anything, all sorts of things they can't do. But in places like California, if little Timmy, at eight years old, he goes to mommy and daddy and is like, I'm a little girl, and you have to call me Blanche. Especially in California, if the parents aren't like, oh, okay, Blanche. You're such a special little girl. Get the kid on puberty blockers. Start scheduling some surgeries. Some of these leftists out there. Oh, you're anti-trans. You're a fascist. Okay, princess. If you say so. And this march they're doing. This is part of a worldwide Stop the War on Children rally. No idea what that is. And to tell you 
about media bias in California, media bias at that D-list rag known as the Sacramento Bee. How's this pull quote for you? And this is talking about some of the folks who are spearheading this. One of the protest's main organizers is Gays Against Groomers, founded in 2022 by right-wing 2020 election conspiracy theorist Jamie Mitchell, a frequent guest on Fox News and One America News Network. Members of Gays Against Groomers have also been linked with the far-right Proud Boys. The group promotes the homophobic and transphobic conspiracy theory that members of the LGBTQ community are grooming young children. The Freedom Angels Foundation, which started in 2019 to campaign against vaccines, is also headlining the protest. Talk about everything but the kitchen sink approach to smearing these people. Oh, they're election conspiracy weirdos who hate vaccines and go on to Fox News. I think they hit pretty much every trigger that one of their readers would get hysterical over. Maybe toss in something about them hating electric cars. But they pretty much covered everything that would get their typical moron reader hating these people before they even got to the topic at hand. Oh, random aside, folks. And speaking of gays against groomers, I'm not going to name this person or the chapter, and I'm still thinking about it, but I have an offer on the table to have onto this podcast someone from gays against groomers, like someone in an official capacity with gays against groomers. And like I said, I'm thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. We've never had a guest. Or I should say, a real guest on the podcast. And I don't know if I'm ready to break precedent there. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, this is the insanity we have to put up with these days. This weird fetish in wanting to butcher children, medically experiment on children, all to please our new gender identity overlords. I don't know that grooming is the right word for it, but there's definitely a lot of weird, creepy nonsense going on when it comes to wanting to do that to children. And states like California, who enable this sort of thing, there will be a reckoning with this at some point. You're already starting to see the lawsuits pop up. These young adults suing these butchers, basically claiming that they were rushed through the process and no duh on that one. But when the pendulum swings as wildly in one direction as it has, 
at least in places like California, it's not going to be pretty when it all comes back the other way. But as long as the quack doctors are making piles and piles and piles of Benjamins, as long as idiotic politicians like Gavin Gayface Newsom are basking in the fawning coverage from the vapid gay media and give our new gender identity overlords exactly what they want, making all this nonsense the norm in that state. As long as all that carries on, this mass hysteria and psychosis will continue. And you all have fun with that. And for our last story, we're doing it again. Another one from the smoking gun. Cops. Man sought sex for himself. Horse. Hooker. I think they mean sex worker there. Was offered $440. Random. For horrid Washington threesome. And right off the bat, folks. You people down in Florida, shame. Shame. If anyone is going to hire a prostitute, oops, I mean sex worker. But if anyone is going to do that, especially if it involves a three-way with a horse, that's a Floridian. That is totally Floridian behavior. You do that with an alligator, that's Cajun, Florida, that's Louisiana, but with a horse, totally Florida. So you folks down there, step it up. The rest of the country is laughing at you over this complete dereliction of duty. A Washington man, again, not a Floridian, sought to hire a prostitute for himself and his miniature horse, according to police who charged him with animal cruelty and patronizing a prostitute, which in Florida, both misdemeanors. But we'll see about Washington. Jad Shipman, 48, was arrested last week following a vice probe involving TNA Board, an online site advertising sex escort services. Who knew? I guess since rentboy.com got shut down, gotta go find it somewhere else. Shipman resides in Longview, a city 40 miles north of Vancouver. As alleged in a probable cause affidavit, Shipman using the screen name, the Malamute, whatever the hell that means, offered to pay $440 to a forum user named Diane, worst prostitute name ever, to have sexual contact with him and his miniature horse. Shipman also used an email address containing the phrase, Hot Mare, M-A-R-E. Creepy according to a police report. Diane provided cops with copies of explicit messages sent to her by Shipman, 
tattletale, who allegedly wrote that he wanted to, quote-unquote, watch a gal eat out the miniature horse that I have while sitting on my male member. And no, folks, I have absolutely no idea how you would eat out a miniature horse. And I'm not going to Google it either. You sick bastards who'd want to know, you can do that on your own time. While trying to entice a potential paid companion, Shipman acknowledged the difficulty in arranging such a threesome. Last two gals I asked said it was noticeably outside their comfort zone. He wrote, as first reported by Matt S. Neira in the Daily News, and this is why he should have gone to New York City for this. If he really wanted the three-way with the horse and the hooker, he should have just gone to New York City. Hookers in New York. Not that I know this personally, folks. But if you go to a hooker in New York, I'm willing to bet if you're like, I want you to sit on my man meat while you eat out a miniature horse. A hooker in New York, they'd be like, sure, honey, been there, done that. Let's get going. When confronted by police, Shipman reportedly admitted to being TNA board user, the Malamute, and soliciting Diane to eat out or lick one of his miniature horse's private parts. Again, folks, don't know, don't care what that means in practice. He selected Diane, Shipman told cops, because she posted in the board's fetish section and he hoped that she would be more agreeable to having sexual contact with him and his miniature horse. I bet he did. During police questioning, poor, poor Popo there, Shipman admitted to having prior sexual contact with animals, according to the probable cause statement. An investigator reported spotting two miniature horses in the pasture of the rural 7.62-acre property Shipman and his wife purchased for $365,000 in July 2019. His poor wife. His poor beleaguered wife. She gets some miniature horses as pets, probably thinking, oh, isn't this great? And behind her back, her husband wants to bang them with a prostitute. She'll be forever known as the horse effer's wife. A judge released Shipman on a $1,000 bail and ordered him to have no contact with animals. Yeah, good luck with that one. While the prosecuting attorney has declined to file felony charges against Shipman and Superior Court, so they are like Florida, his case has been referred to the lower district court for lesser charges record show. And definitely no, White Boy Malcolm X. Get over it. No horse, prostitute, sex reenactment for you.
So on that note, since I cannot top a Washington man, not a Floridian, wanting to have sex with a horse and a hooker, even if he couldn't consummate his fantasy as disturbing as it is, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.